guy and while staying with him was violent and everything happened just the way it happened so i opted out of the relationship i couldn't cope based on the ground of violence and infidelity so i would like everyone of us to quickly give us a brief introduction about ourselves thank you so over to you miss omomi <laughs> hello everybody good evening Thank you so much for sharing your story. So I would like it. I don't know if everybody heard you. I'd like you to just take it once more. And then after you would take other people. So um, okay. I know everybody, you know me. My name is Omar Umiayeni. And there was an instruction for us to do something like this. And no matter the numbers, I know this is going to bless someone, either one or two people. And we already have one of our guest speakers here. Two of them actually are here to talk to us. One will be talking to us about her experience as a single mom and how she moved on. Now she's married and she's in between. She's going to be sharing with us. She's here. And another person is here also. She's going to be talking to us how she was raised by a single mom. A single mom got married to her dad and how loved she was by the new dad. So she's going to be sharing her story and things, things that we should take from taking away points from her. So, um, my name is Oboma Yeli Oluwagbemiga, everybody knows. <laughs> I think some people know here. So, I'll then, who will I call? I'll pass Jennifer, I'll pass the baton to Jennifer to tell us a bit about her story. Jennifer, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. All right. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Can you hear me? Yes, we can, we can hear you. Okay, my name is Miss um, Jennifer Apple. I'm a single mom. I have a daughter. She will turn 10 this year. Wow. Yes. I, I have a wonderful story. Okay. That sometimes I always share. It. It's part of my life now. I share it like a testimony and um, I use it to encourage more teenagers and youth out there to enable them, guide themselves, especially the ladies, to guide themselves while growing up. Mm. It's such a, um, an experience, it's such an experience that is part of me. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it, but I believe everything was meant to happen for me to be an eye opener in the world and to the youth out there. Mm. Yeah. Okay, please go ahead, Jennifer. If you want to hear a bit of it, of the story. Okay. Do you have a son or a daughter? The story. Yeah, I have a daughter. Ten years, right? Ten. Okay. Yeah, she would grow ten years by May twelfth. That's great. Okay, so tell us a bit about why why are you raising her alone? Just tell us a bit about it. So I, when I got pregnant, I was very young at that age. Like, you know, young. I was very, I was not up to 17. Okay. Not up to 17. When I got pregnant, my parents were very furious about it. My dad went to an extreme to disown me. But because of the love of my sister, my, we are two in number, because of the love of my sister, and my mom, okay, 
I I was being loved by them. As time passes, my dad came to realize that it was a mistake, but he won't, you know, had to kill me for it. He 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 stood by me during the pregnancy. It was looking for. He didn't deny it. The fact that he didn't deny it, but he was young. I was young. The both of us didn't understand at that time. We didn't understand what we have done. So with time, you know, I was already. He was already. Everybody was putting blame on each other. So it wasn't going very well. It was very difficult for me and because my parents were there they supporting me so i wasn't feeling like that but me seeing my friends and my mates moving forward most it affects me when i was supposed to go to school again at the mission but i was pregnant okay so i was supposed to i wrote jam my name came out i did everything but i was I had put to bed at that time. So it was like a disgrace. Part of it always, you know, my dad always say, you're supposed to be in school now. Look at you, your useless life, you know. I was feeling it. But before I put to bed, I was I, I had already moved from my I was with my dad. Because when I was pregnant, my dad asked me to go to where to go and the guy in particular that impregnated me. But when I got there, my mom was always coming there. She said, I can't stay. And I, I was not feeling that part, you know. I wasn't matured enough to, to feel and be, be loved why, why I was pregnant. So I was moved. I put to bed. I, was, I went back to my parents' house. Raising the child was another thing. I came to realize that once you have a child, you know, that love, the responsibility of a motherhood comes in automatic. Yes. yes. Automatically, the responsibility of a motherhood comes in. You see, when a child, uh, there's a say that when a child learn how to suck, they just being born and they know how to suck mm -hmm. from bed. You don't them how to hold to the breast and soak. That was how the responsibility of uh, a mother who came to me. You know, you have to do this and you, you, you turn your back and not alone anymore. You have a child to cut for. And um, I always, at first, I always, I never had that love for my child. You know, she was a reason why I was delayed. She was a mistake. I never accepted that I have a child. Mm. When I, each time I see, see her, I was looking at her that, oh, look at you. You are the cost of this. You are the cost of this. But my mom was always there. She would talk to me. She would say, do you know the reason why God actually gave this child? And mind you, I had so many bigger friends that I had the opportunity to abort that child. Mm. Yes. I had opportunity. I have a cousin. She's late now. Mm. She's late now. I always think back that if actually I went through the process she wanted me to, mm. I would have been victim. 
Maybe now I would have like died. Hello. I'm so sorry. So I would have I'm sorry about that. Fine, we got you. Ladies, please, let's encourage her. Please, if, you, if you're there, if you can hear me, please, let's encourage her. It's not, I know it's not easy sharing your story. It's been painful and all. You've made sacrifices. And that is why we are doing this. We got you. We have you. Ladies, please, I want you to say that to her. Please, we have you. We support you. We got you. We love you. Yes. You're very confident and you're very bold. Yes. You're strong. Yes, yes. Thank you. So, all right. All right. Okay, so Jennifer, so um, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. So let's uh, uh, let's move over to Rihanna. Rihanna just joined us now. So Rihanna, we would like you to share your story in three minutes. Miss Grace, you are the coordinator. Don't let me collect your job. <laughs> so go ahead, ma'am, Miss Grace. Maybe you give them a format again because some people just joined now. We are 10 now. So give them a format of what they talk, what they have to talk about in their story. Do you get just like what uh, Jennifer did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just to give a brief introduction and how you came about single motherhood, just a brief story about it. That's right. it. So me. Hello. It's Rihanna. You can take over now. All right. Hello everyone. Can everybody hear me? Yeah, we Hello, can. are you there? Yes, I'm clear. Let me see if I can turn on the video. All right. Uh, don't mind me. I'm thinking of a lot of people. So, um, Okay, so um, my story. Everybody, my name is Rihanna. Um, I'm in the community, but trust me, I follow through everything that happens in the community when I can. I I binge, I binge catch up. <laughs> that's that's usually. What and it's good to hear. Um, I'd like to say my story is not the conventional single mom story because um, as much as possible, to be very candid, I'm not sure that I go through a lot of the struggles that a lot of single moms go through. So I, I went many a times when I join communities like this is because I just want to learn how to be better at being a mom. So I would explain the reasons for why I've said what I said. So it wasn't a place of my my daughter came. I, I had dated her dad for a long time. We were on the verge of getting married. We were already introduced, you know, and all of that. So why I'm a single mom is we lost him in January 2019. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. That's how my journey as a single mom started 
But why I say that I'm not a conventional single mom because I don't go through the many struggles. My mom is our mom. My mom has, my mom is my mom, just as mom. So I'm able, I'm still able to do all of the things that I want to do. I don't, I don't have the um, mom and daughter apron spring tied to me. So my challenges are many a time same as a lot of mom. So I, that's why I like to join communities like this. So I understand how. Um, I understand what the challenges are. I understand what the struggles are. I, and I can better manage the privilege in quotes that I have yeah. with my mom. That's about my daughter will be five in me. That's great. <laughs> it's good to be with everybody. I, I just joined in, so I didn't hear a lot of people's stories. But mm-hmm. trust me, it, I can say that wow. I don't like people who are strong women. I don't like that phrase because it's usually, it's usually misunderstood as people that can enjoy a lot of suffering. So I don't like to say we're strong women. I like to say that we're powerful women. We are, we have the responsibility that a lot of people cannot deal with. Even just my mom taking care of me and my daughter, I still have a lot of challenges as well. And trust me, it's not, it's not easy. There's the, there's the societal uh, people that don't even know what your story is, just want to know. They just see you and they see each other and they're like, ah, um, I don't want to come with you, you know? Mm-hmm. You can tell me. So yeah. if I, I think my three minutes is over. All right. For the end of the session. Okay. You can yes, so we have um, Miss Moraya Olushola. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Please, can you share your own story also with us? Hello, Miss Morayo. Hello. Are you good? Yes, so can you hear me? Yes, you can. I'm just here to learn. I'm just here to learn. Okay. Someone else. Miss Arrow Shagbe, please. Miss Arrow Shagbe. Yes, yes. Are you there? Can you hear us? She, she's on mute. If oh, you can okay. unmute them. Um, yeah, yeah. Please, you can unmute yourself. On mute. Oh, okay. She's still on mute. All right. Uh, Miss Kofo, welcome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hi. Welcome. Okay. Hello. Yeah, can you give us a brief introduction as well? Uh, okay, have we gone through everybody already? Um, okay, good evening, everybody. Good evening, Ma. Good evening. Um, <laughs> my name is Kofu um, Um I didn't listen to all the stories. I heard probably about three or four stories. Um, and um, a number of them brought smiles to my face um, because um, it just made me remember what it was like being a single parent. 
Um, so I don't know what you want me to say right now, whether you want me to go into whatever I want to say or whether you want me to share my story of how I um, um, fell into the category of single parent. So, Mommy, what do you want me to do now? Okay, you can just tell us the story, then we'll call you up again. Miss Grace will call you up again for the talk. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Okay. Um, <clears throat> um, life was um, good. I was enjoying myself. I, um, at about age 15, yeah, 15, um, I met um, at, at that time what I thought was the love of my life. Um, we dated for about 10 years and then um, oh. we got married. Okay. Now, we dated for about 10 years. It was a given among all our friends and family we were going to be getting, we were going to get married. We were going to get married. It, it, it was sort of like a given. There was no question about it. Um, and then I became pregnant. Okay, ma. And then um, once I became pregnant, his first reaction was, ah, how can you be pregnant? I said, what do you mean, how can you be pregnant? Um, oh, he suggested I'm um, having an abortion. I said, you know what, well, forget it, it's not happening. Um, um, we were both in England, but I, I had to come home at that time for a wedding, my brother's wedding, my brother was getting married. And once I told my parents I was um, pregnant, my dad said to me, um, you know what, being pregnant doesn't mean you have to get married. Whatever you decide you want to do, I will back you. If you want to get married, I will back you. If you decide to go it alone, I will back you. Oh, but his mother at that time and his father, when I told them, they said, oh, they'd come and see my parents and what if you... Well, it never happened. They never came. Anyway, I went back to England. We, we, got, we got married, even though um, two days to the wedding. I told him I didn't want to get married and I really should have stuck with my guns, but we still went ahead and we got married because it was almost like everybody thought we were going to get married. But immediately we got married, problems started. But I won't um, jump into what the problems were because that's not what we're here about. Um, then two years down the line, I had um, another child, two years or four months, I had another child. But by this time, really, the marriage was over. Um, because he was dating somebody else. And by the time my second child was like two, um, he, he lived in the, we lived in the same house in name only. We were supposed to move accommodation one day and um, I was um, packing our things. And I opened the wardrobe or whatever. And I just realized that he didn't have anything in the house anymore. He only had the suit he wore from Nigeria when it was coming. Um, so many years before. Um, and in a way, that marked the beginning of my um, um, singleness. It was a strange sort of singleness because it was a strange sort of singleness because um, even when I made these discoveries and what have you, at the same time, I was look, actively looking for a property for us to move to, for us to buy. And so one day we had a quarrel and he lashed out and he said, God forbid that he be tied to me 
um, via property, via mortgage, and what if you... And I was like, ah, oh, when... I thought we were in this thing together. In a way, my, my eyes opened there and then. Um, so we moved out of that property that we're in. He moved to his parents' place. And I moved to my parents' place. My parents had a place in England. His parents had a place in England. And um, so we were still married, you know, but the relationship was over. Um, I went ahead and I bought a property on my own um, and moved into this property. But even before I moved into this property, um, I came home again. On I, came, I used to come home every Christmas, every summer. I came home on holidays and I spoke to my parents and I said to my parents, this was now, now like um, four years down the line after the wedding, four years, five years. And I said to my dad, um, I know, I want out of this relationship. I'm not um, remaining in it. Oh, my sister said, no, you can't do that. Nigerian women don't. Um, I said, I'm going to sue for divorce, file for divorce. My sister said, oh, no, 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 Nigerian women don't do that. I said, eh, okay. I renounced my Nigerian uh, citizenship. <laughs> um, I told my mom, and my mom said, no, Kufo, try and bear it, and what have you. And I said, mom, can I be honest with you? I have contemplated taking my life. Wow. And she said, you know what? If it has gotten to that, then get out of it. So I got back, filed the divorce, got my divorce, and officially, became officially a single parent. But at that point in time, that decision was the best decision I could have taken. It's now, I think, like 25 years after, 26 years after, and I still stand by it. It was the best decision I could have taken. Mm. Now, I took that decision not knowing really what um, <laughs> being single was going to be like. But what I knew was, even when I wasn't single, I was single anyway, but I was, I was single with liabilities. Mm. I, was, I, had to, I, had, I had responsibility for my children. I had responsibility for myself. I had all, you understand? I had all the baggage mm. of singleness without actually being single before that. So there are certain decisions I couldn't take by myself because I wasn't single, you know? Yes, in, 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 I really was a single um, parent. When eventually I became officially single, even before I became officially single, he had gone off and gone off with this, um, the woman he had been dating since before our daughter was born. Remember our daughter was born like two and a half years into our marriage. So he had been dating this lady. They're still together today. But um, so um, he, he wasn't there for me. But you know what? Um, soul ties are just amazing. He would come to visit. He would say he's come to visit the children or just to say hi, you know, whenever he felt like it. He would come sometimes. This was even before we got divorced. He would come sometimes mm -hmm. and would end up sleeping together. And then he would get up afterwards and say he's going home. Mm 
And I've been wondering, how many, your two children are here. I'm here, where else is home? But he would still leave, and this continued. Um, so one day, even after we got divorced, after we got divorced, I can't even remember clearly right now as I was speaking, but anyway, I know that one day he came, and you know, you know the pattern. He started, and I just said to him, you know what? No, <laughs> it's never going to happen again. It was actually before the divorce. And I said to him, you know what? This body is mine. You no longer have any access to it. Your children, full access. They will always be your children. I'll bring them up to respect you. Um, I will never disrespect you in their presence. And they'll always be your children. But me, forget it. And he looked at me and said, are you like talking tall? Yeah, and whatever. But that was it. And for me, that was the final straw. And that was it. And that was when I broke um, um, every link. You know, yes, we still had a relationship. We're very good friends today. Um, but that was where I broke it. And um, so I got into my singleness. And... Um, I was very focused. I was very, very focused because um, you have so much statistics um, around you of um, what happens to children of single homes and what have you. But I was so determined that none of those statistics would my children fall into, that my children will go against the grain of every statistic about single parenting. So um, it, it was almost like, I, I won't say I put myself under pressure, but my attitude was there. These children didn't ask to be born. Um, whatever issues I had with their dad, they didn't ask for any of it. It was yes. my decision, or it was our decision that mm -hmm. had gotten us to where we were. I was determined that I wasn't going to use my children as bullets in a gun to fight a battle yeah. against their dad. Yeah. I was convinced and determined that my children were going to live as normal a life as humanly possible. And that was my focus. So one of the first things I had to do was deal with the bitterness because whether you like it or not, there is, there will be bitterness because nobody wants to set, nobody, nobody even, even people who take decisions, because I've met women who've taken decisions that, oh, no, 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 they don't want any man in their life, they want to be single parents. As you go along the line, you get to a point where somehow bitterness creeps in because you think, ah, ah, what's the meaning of this? How did I get to be here? But I was determined I wasn't going to be bitter but even that decision certain things happened that caused me to take um, that decision even though I knew that I didn't want any bitterness in my life and I didn't want I, I didn't want anything that would mar my children's lives in any way I remember one day maybe about two years after the divorce I went to church on this particular day I used to suffer from migraines in those days, and I was on medication, very strong medication for the migraine. 
And uh, sometimes the doctor would tell me he wouldn't give me any more uh, medication because it was bad for my kidney. I don't remember when I said kidney or liver, but um, anyway, this day I went to church and um, it was a special service in church. They had taken all the chairs out of church and pastor said, all we were going to do, all the Lord had asked us to do was just to pray, be free, sit down, stand up, whatever you want to do, lie down, just pray. And um, we continued to pray. The pastors were on the um, pulpit and they were interceding as well. And one of the pastors came off the pulpit. I had never spoken to her. I'd never had a relationship with her, never had any interaction with her. She came up to me and she said, the Lord has a word for you. The Lord said to tell you that you should release him. I opened my eyes and I looked at her. I said, pardon? She said, the Lord said you should release him. And I was looking at her and thinking, release who? Release the Lord? She said, no, she said, that person that you're holding in um, so much bitterness and whatever, the Lord said you should release them because you're doing yourself damage. I looked at her and I burst into tears. Mm. There and then I cried unto the Lord and I said, Lord, help me. Just help me release this man. Just help me release him. And the Lord did. And since that day, I have never taken a tablet mm. for migraine. I have never had a problem with migraine. I don't get headaches. I, when I get headaches, I get headaches because I've done overdue. Like I have stayed up all night and then continued working the day or whatever. I know. So I know when the headache is coming and I just go to sleep. Um, so for me, that was a lesson. And I thank God for that release. So why am I sharing this in particular? Whatever the cause of your singleness or your single parenting uh, uh, um, circumstances or situation today, do not allow bitterness any place in your life because it was bitterness that was causing the migraine mm. and eventually that bitterness could have caused cancer mm. and bitterness a lot of times causes cancer mm -hmm. and nobody is worth nobody is worth it so I took a decision I was going to live life to the full mm. um, however whatever and I was going to give my children the best possible life that I could give them fortunately I was educated I had my job so I wasn't dependent um, on anybody thankfully I had a supportive family but I was in England and they were in Nigeria but regardless I had a network in church um, so um I, I made sure that my children had friends. I made sure that my children lived. In fact, my children lived a better life than when I was married. You know, I had a two-hour conversation with my daughter yesterday. She's um, 30 next month. And she said, Mommy, you don't know how many times I just thank God that you and Daddy went your separate ways because he would have destroyed you. Mm. She loves both of us dearly. She loves both of us dearly. And a lot of people that knew us growing up, because we have a lot of mutual friends. In fact, <laughs> in fact, we're related. His mother's, um, his mother's mother 
and my father were like second cousins. But a lot of people that knew us together, like us as individual people, but together the chemistry <clears throat> was, um, it, 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 there was something uh, um, about it. So what am I saying? I always say to people, singleness is not a death sentence. Yeah. Yes, Singleness ma'am. is not in prison, imprisonment. Singleness is what you make of it. But I always say to people, single parenting, regardless of how you have come to it, whether through divorce, separation, widowhood, um, never having been married or whatever, you now have responsibility for at least one other life because you might have more than one child, one other life. And God will ask you for that, for what you have done with that life. And for me, it was so important to me that I please God. Mm. Because I knew that if I please God, I'll be all right. And so I remained in that um, um, official state of singleness for, I think it was four years, three years. And then I met my husband. And um, um, within 12 days, we took a decision we were getting married. And we got married within a year. And we are still together 23 years wow. um, after. So I, I say that because I also you want us to life. know that being a single parent is not the end of life. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So I will pause at that point. <laughs> Thank you so much, ma. Ladies, please, I think you should You're have- welcome. This is Carol. Thank Wayne. you so much, ma. Wow. Thank you for sharing the story with us. Hello? Can you hear me, everyone? Yes, I can. Oh, great. Thank you so much, Ma. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you so much. Uh, wow. Thank you very much, Ma. Thank you so much, Ma. All yeah. right. So, Yes. So quickly, we want to take Mrs. Joy. She's going to be sharing our story, and then she wants to give us a short talk. So, Thank you. so I want her to, uh, to just give us a story and a talk. Your story is quite incredible. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, Grace. Hello, Grace. Hello. Yeah, Mrs. Joy. She left, so she could oh, Okay, she's back. Okay, okay, great. Wow. Grace, if you can hear me, maybe you should just enable audio alone. I think your network is, but sometimes if you just do audio alone, it's usually better. So if you can hear me, just do audio alone. Okay, so let me just take over from there. So some, some other people joined us, but they will mm-hmm. the story after Mrs. Joy comes in. There is Toby here. We have quite a number of, there's Joke. I know Joke to be a wonderful singer. She has a wonderful daughter of 10 years old. I know she's going to be talking to us about her story in two minutes. But then I want Mrs. Joy to take over, tell us her story and uh, talk. I'm doing the audio. Over to you, Ma. 
Yes, I can hear you. We can hear you, ma. Okay. Oh, good. Oh, Joe, I can hear you. Can everyone hear me? Hello? Yes, we can. No, we can hear you. Oh, thank, you. thank you for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> This is John. I think you mean. Yeah, okay. Okay, I'm with you. All right, please go. Yeah. Okay. So from there on, when the pregnancy issue came in, the family was, were informed and they were not ready to take responsibility. My family are like, okay, if it's that. So the question was left to me that what have I decided? I said, if he's not interested or he's, not, he's saying he's not responsible, that it can go. So everybody was like, why do you have to conclude so fast? I said, if someone said no, there's nothing else we can do, just have to let go. So down the line, after bed, I started working as a secretary in Unilag, the best of girls. So I enrolled for a program to do my BSc along the line. Different guys kept coming. Some weird story and no. Ms. Joy, can you see? Are you there? Ms. Joy, are you there? Ms. Joy, are you? I think she's having network issues. Every game. So I think she's having network issues. Or, okay, somebody suggesting something that if you're not saying anything, you should turn off your... Yeah, that's what people did. Everybody did that. Turn off your speakers so that we can hear others. So for those that are not speaking yet, you can just turn off your speakers. You just mute yourself. Are you back, ma'am? Yes, I'm here. Great. So I'll just go ahead and should I share your slide now? Okay. All right. Please continue your story. So the slide will come up while you talk on them. Okay. So after the whole issue of having one guy 
saying no, no. So I just determined that, okay, not anymore. I'll be myself, take care of my son and move on. When I was ready for dating, what happened? I started attending weddings. Since the point was to get married, okay. And where else do you do that? Okay, we 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 buy the network. That's why I don't do this to us. <laughs> Hello. Miss Precious, hello. Can you hear me? <laughs> okay, so Miss Shai was sharing her story and then she was supposed to give it. So um, I guess she's out again. The network took her out. So I'm trying to look for a slide so I can even just put it up here. Yes. So. I wait for her to come back. I would like to take another person to share a story. Um Ben Precious. Please can you go ahead and share your story now? And then Joke Abiola. Miss Joy, are you back? Can you hear yes, I'm back. Okay, please go ahead. Yeah, can you hear me? Right, please go ahead. Okay. Maybe share the right. um other slide, right? Okay, I'll do that now. Okay, many challenges always come up with being single. The fact that people look down, people will stigmatize you like you are not supposed to be here, you are not supposed to do this, you are not supposed Wow, we lost that again. Because you, you can see, just give me a hundred in the chat box. Like you can just type something in the chat box if you can see the slide. I'm sharing it from Canva. I'm supposed to check from. I'm trying to look 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 for it where I saved it on my system. But if you can see it, please let me know. Okay, found it. Can you see this? Please, can you see my screen? Yes. Okay, great. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. We can hear you, Ma. Okay. So I was sharing the challenges of what it's like to be a single mom. It's Okay, let's say in this part of the world, it's not very easy because 
this my attention is there they look down everything you can think of negative but if you channel your energy on that you won't move forward because life itself is a challenge so you have to let go of some things to move on so why i said the challenges one of the challenges that made me change my mind about the perspective of being a single mom was when i said uh, i was sick the hospital Miss Joy? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. okay. Please go ahead, ma'am. Can you see your slide? Okay. Yeah, I can. Okay. So I was uh, sharing the challenges that after the old issue that I stopped overthinking, trying to look for things that will make me down, but instead, like looking out for what we lift my spirit, what will make me happy, and seeing my son was part of my happiness, and I had to make that a priority that no more sadness, all with the happiness. So most people always see me and wonder what's always making me happy. I said it's a determination that I've decided to be happy, no matter the struggle, the challenges, the whatever it could be. So moving on to that, started working hard to
Hi, everyone. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. I hear you loud and clear. Okay. It's Mrs. Zaro Shekbedje. Let her share a story with us. Miss my precious, are you there? Good evening, I'm here. Okay. So please, I want to ask, am I supposed to like say what happened that leads to the single motherhood or I don't know. Someone should please answer me. Miss Grace. Okay, just tell us a few minutes what happened that led you to the parade and your child is a Okay. Share a story with us. So, good evening, everyone. Just brief intro. Can, I, can everyone hear me? We can hear you clearly. Okay. My name is Precious, and, and I'm a mother of a handsome eight-year-old. That's good. Very cute one at that. Wow. So wow. good. <laughs> So I I had my baby when I was um I had my baby 2013. That was like a few years after I graduated from secondary school. I was already working as a teacher. I was working as a teacher. So while I was teaching, there's this guy that used to come to my school because I was I didn't have a boyfriend till that time, until I left secondary school and everything. I was started working. So there's this guy that used to come to where I work. He's, I think he's a friend to the son of the owner of the school because it was a woman that owns the school. So this guy used to come around. So we used to see each other. I used to see him in my area too, but we don't talk. He comes to my, my house because we live in a, in, an, in a rented apartment. So he used to come. He has friends in my house where I stay. You understand? He used to come, but... We don't talk, not until when, not until when is he, we met at the school. So while we met at the school, we don't talk, not until one of um, one day when the children were graduating. So you know now after party paro, so we started gisting, drinking, and all that. We were like the teachers, so. Afterward, we started talking. He told me he liked me. And lo and behold, this guy is a fine guy. Like, ha. guy is fine. Oh, we cannot lie. Oh, fine, gone. <laughs> the guy was a fine guy. So me too now, I was captivated with fine boy. But I didn't know what relationship was all about because that was actually my first relationship. So we got into the relationship. So the, I think the first time he had asked me for sex, I was like, no, ha. I can't have sex with. And uh, I'm very sorry because saying my uh, my journey into single motherhood, I will have to, I'll, it's, it's as good as me telling you my life story. And 
it might actually portray my mother in a bad image. You understand? That is why I'm always being um, skeptical about telling my story because I didn't have this mother to daughter relationship with my mom. You understand? And my mother was a single mother too. So I guess this uh, bitterness and everything was there because she was always maltreating me at the point that we even asked myself, you should have seen that this woman bombed me. So while I was working, she was always collecting my salary from me. So I'm always left with almost nothing. So this guy was always the one giving me money, you know, as a den, was always giving me money. So at times I'll go hungry. Like my mom would not give me food. It was that bad. So when he keep asking for sales and I say no, so he said he will stop giving me money now. How was that one day? I had no other choice because I was very, very hungry. I had to accept the fact that he made love to me and he had to give me money. And the fact was that I really loved him. So, you know, growing up, we always this or more gets inside, you get. The exposure was not there. So I didn't even know what to do, even after having the set and all that. One day I just woke up and say, I stopped seeing my menstruation. I asked my friend, what's up? She said, I'm pregnant. My mother didn't even know that I was pregnant till seven months. You understand? She didn't know. And we were living together. Wow. So it was someone that actually told her that ah, she had noticed that she now called me one night. She woke me up in the midnight. She now asked me. And I told her, yes, because I can't hide it. You understand? I tried to remove it, but if I reach there, when they bring instruments, now me they run, say, I no do. So eventually, she find out when she she was just shouting that then she didn't anything. Okay, I think she even tried to remove it. So they now told her that if she tried it, I'm going to die. So she could not afford to lose me. You understand? So she just kept quiet. Not until the day I went to, because that guy, his mother has a shop. So I went to the shop one day. On getting to the shop, the mother came back from church. Then she saw me in her shop. So when she saw me in her shop, she now sat outside with her daughter, her first daughter. Then she now called me. She now said, please, so that she want to ask me a question. I said, what's that, ma? She said, am I pregnant? I said, yes, ma. She said, I'm pregnant. Then what am I sitting with her son doing at this time of the night? Am I not supposed to be in my husband's house? And I told her that it's her son that is the owner of the pregnancy. She was like, what the hell? That's so she has been going out there. People have been discussing about her and she didn't even know. Immediately, I think that for that very week, she came to my house. She registered me for Antinanta. She told my mom she wanted me to come and start staying with her. She even insulted my mom that my mom is not a good mother, that my mom can even come and beat her, slap her, and tell her that um, her son has destroyed her daughter's life and all that. Now that I moved in with them, the woman took very good care of me when I was pregnant. You understand? She took very good care of me. I was staying with her. I put to bed. In fact, she gave me one of the best naming ceremony ever. That everybody, every um, young girl in my area, they were like, ah, it's like they want to get married. They want to go and get pregnant for that same boy's younger brother so that they will enjoy the kind of enjoyment they feel I am enjoying. But the minute my son started growing up, I started seeing the crazy in this woman. She started maltreating me. I was this very hardworking girl, you understand. She, 
she started using me. You know when they, they use somebody like hey, she started using me. I was always in the shop. I'll I'll sleep. She has a beer parlor. I'll sleep by twelve because we leave the shop very late. Then when I go to shop in the morning, I'll have to wash, do everything, clean the whole shop, very big, clean everywhere. Then still breastfeed my son, take care of my child, and still do the normal things I'm supposed to do at the shop and sell for her. All this thing was going on while my son was growing up. So I got to a state, I got tired. And I was like, okay, the, I know you will ask where is the son's, the baby's father in all of this. The baby's father is there, he's always coming around. He was working in Maryland too. So he was always coming, dropping his own quarter. At a point, me and the woman started having issues because she was always, she was always uh, like when the son comes, if she asks for the, if she asks the son for money, the son might say he does not have money. And if, if she, if me, I asked the son for money, he would definitely give me. So me, I was, I was not having too much sense now. You understand? So there was a day, she begged me that she please help and collect money from her son. I should tell the son that I was the one that needed him. Then if he give me, I will give it to her. I should not tell the son that he's the one that needs the money. I say I have a mother, so I did that for her. I didn't know that that was the beginning of my problem because the woman now felt like, okay, so me, if she asks her son for money, her son will not give her. But if me, I ask the son for money, he will give me. Before, you know, she started saying, I'm not going to marry her son. Not saying she's a lie. She felt I had nobody to fight for me because my mother has already displayed this level of irresponsibility. You understand? So she felt I have no one to fight for me. So she really had the time to make it out as much punishment as she wants to win. This might sound really stupid, but she, on like two occasions, she really beats me, like, no, be small, beats you. This kind beats me, be say, you go nearly die. Because she's huh? very huge, she's big. You don't get her one take, even say, I want to contend with her, I'll be able to, I'll be able to fight her. She beats me on two occasions, you understand? Then, afterward, I started... Even the son too, like I think maybe she bewitched him or something. I didn't even know, because anything I if, if the sons come back and I tell him, look at what what and what your mother did. Everything I tell him, he will go and tell his mother. Then when he now goes, his mother will be like, you want going to go and tell him. She will beat me. Then, like whatever it is that she's doing to me at that time will now be double like times two. So it got to a stage that whatever uh, suffering she was meting out on me. I did not tell my baby's father. You understand? I was just enduring. And the woman had the opportunity to do all this because I think at a point I got tired. I left. I packed my things and I went back to my mom's house. Oh, goodness God. I had to go back because I now preferred the place I was coming from than my mother's place. Mm. You understand? I preferred the place I was coming from than my mother's place. So... Because my mother's place was worse. Let me not even go into details about that. You understand? So I had to go back. Then that was how she had the opportunity to really do all those beating and all that. You understand? And I'm this kind of very calm girl that I don't... So I was just calm. I was just looking at her. So I now started making friends. You understand? Like some girls that were around the show, like they can't take all these things, blah, blah, blah. So I had this desire that I want to go back to school. So I thought I want to walk. She said, I can't walk. 
eventually she was like when people started to go and walk let's go and give ourselves a life hello miss precious are you there are you there yeah guys can you hear me if you can hear me just type it in the chat box that you can hear me or mute yourself and say you can hear me precious was trying to share a story and she was raised by a single mom and because her mom was according to her story was a bit bitter about how her life turned out she started putting that uh, bitterness on her child which was precious and according to the story this led her also to becoming a single parent so for a while she stayed with her mother-in-law and son because they were still young but after a while they maltreating her and she left the house so right now precious are you back hello yes yes yeah, I was sorry also... i was far away from my network okay okay so just so... up in one minute so we can have mrs uh, parungui kofo to um talk to us for a few minutes also and take questions i know a lot of people have questions and if you have not shared your story please you can there's a, a, a chat box here write it there i haven't shared my story i would like to share my story i can see abiola lala day i can see toby i can see joker if you want to share your story please let us know raise your hand there's a button here and i want to also let us know that the, most of the people except for myself who is the host we all here are single mothers let me see or raised by a single mom and that was why i made this meeting so it's a very private meeting and your story stays with us we are all here to support and encourage each other so and that's why i made this meeting for people that want to come it has to be in the waiting room i have to see your name and not know that you signified interest to attend this if not we don't want people to come here pick out people's story and do you understand so you're free to talk to us you're free and we have the wonderful mommy here an elderly mommy she, if we were not here before she talked to us about her story how she became a single parent and she has given us some words of hope she's going to be coming back now after precious round up in one minute over to you miss precious okay so that was how i uh, i after like a year plus i had to tell her that I need to go give myself a life. So I went for an exam for like two days. I left my son. So when I came back, she okay. didn't allow me to enter the house and she didn't allow me to carry my son. And she gave me the beating of my life that wow. very night. I can remember she strangled me. She almost killed me. So I had to go in tears. Then she said to me, she said, this child is never going to you understand that this child is never going to know you. Like you are never going to, she's never going to know you as a mother. Wow. And I left. After like some days, I was always falling sick, fainting up and down. Then I met a friend who told me like to brace up and give myself a life. And I told, and I started to myself, if my father, if my mother tells me my father is Dangote, do you know that forgive Dangote for everything he has done? And I'll go and tell him, Daddy, I forgive you. Come and take me back. So I now told myself, I said, I, I want to build myself to a point of affiliation and recognition that this, this child will have no other choice than to affiliate with me. You understand? Even if they don't want him. So afterwards, I, I uh, was recruited into the military. I joined the military. I went back to school on my own. 
I sent myself to university. So I was working. Even up to date, I, ha- I have a lot of skills. You understand? I did also of many jobs. You understand? Choice for me because I can't do it. So I did a lot of many jobs. And today I am working after some years. The same people that said, I would never know my child. The start was how I be bonded with my child. I had to like get to meet my child again then. Although I've not really been close to him. Hello? And the mother-son bond is I'm being transferred to Lagos. You understand? So that was how I became a single mother. All right. Thank you so much, Miss Precious. Mother and short form. Yes. Thank you so much, Miss Precious, for sharing your story. Mrs. Sumatra always said, well done, girl. She's talking to you. They said I'm with you. Thank you. So, okay, ma'am. Over to you, ma'am, Mrs. Kofo. Before you say soon, everybody, you're going to get lots of wisdom from her. She's she's a grandma. She's an elderly woman that wants to. She was once a single mom, and now she's married. She's, she told us that she's been married for 23 years. And after her, after her, she's going to be talking to us like 15 minutes. Alpha. More they go. Please mute yourself. Sorry, I was attending. Okay, okay. All right, that's fine. Then we also have someone here who, her name is also okay. Auditor Precious. She's going to be talking to us how she was raised by a single mom and how um, she felt so loved by her mom. Her mom got married again and her dad, who is her dad, adopted and took her in like um, his own. So she's going to be giving us some tips that made her to um, become the woman that she is today. Despite the orders and all that. So after Mr. Mrs. Kofuma, over to you, Ma. Hello, Ma. Mrs. Kofu Karunwima. Okay. Okay, Ma. Um, hi, I was um, listening to Precious's story and I actually typed a message in the chat for saying, Well done. Yes, ma'am. yes. And uh, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you, Ma. Okay, as I was listening to Precious. I actually typed a message saying, well done, because what she did was um, she picked herself up and improved herself yes, ma'am. and raised herself to a place where she could stand. Mm-hmm. A lot of times what happens to single parents is we get bogged down with our single parenthood state and then start playing dead, as it were. So we become everybody's footmatch where they say whatever they want to us and we feel helpless. That's not a place to be. Yes, ma'am. That's not the place to be. You have to be determined. Mm -hmm. You have to be determined. You know, um, when I was sharing my story, it was sort of like in um, um, brief. After we got divorced and what have you, then I came home on holidays and met my husband and I decided I was coming back to Nigeria to leave. I was coming to get married and what have you. Um, my ex-husband then took me to court. We were divorced and I had custody of the children. He wasn't really interested in looking after the children all the time, but he didn't mind spending weekends and things like that. But once he realized, I told him myself, I was going back to Nigeria to get married and what have you. 
He then took me to court that I couldn't take my children to Nigeria. And at that point in time, people said to me, eh, leave the children with him. Now we know that he can't look outside the children and what have you. Mm. But you know, there are certain decisions that only you can take. I knew my person and I knew that if I didn't fight for my children at that point in time, whatever became of their lives, I will forever blame myself. And so I decided to fight. So we went to court. It cost me a lot of money. I had to sell my house and what have you, but I have no regret. Mm. I have absolutely no regret. Um, Eventually I came home to Nigeria when my daughter was, I think seven. When she was 13, the same person that said I couldn't take them to Nigeria, Nigeria was a terrible place and all kinds of stupidness, called me himself to say, thank you for taking them to Nigeria. Our daughter had turned out beautiful and so responsible. She looked after his younger children and what have you. He said, if she remained in the UK, there's no way she would have been like this. So why am I saying this to you? I'm saying this as an encouragement to you. Um, Single parenting is not an easy, pleasurable place to be. But you see, with God, we can do all things. Yes, ma'am. As a single parent, you need support. Now, not all of us have family support. But what I say to people, who said that family has to be blood? Mm. family doesn't have to be blood there could be other people that become your family become your support system but you need a support system because there are times when you think you're going mad yes and you need somebody to bounce off ideas i had that support system in church i had a house fellowship group that we became like siblings to one another Fortunately for all of us, we were in the UK and all of us didn't have family in the UK. So we became family to ourselves. Somebody from Sierra Leone, somebody from Ghana, somebody from, do you understand? But we became, until today, we're still as as family. So you need a support system. Nobody, nowhere, and God didn't even ordain it for us to bring up children alone. So you need that support system. That is why he designed marriage and parenting in families so that mother and father can be a support to one another. But that is the ideal situation. But if we're not in that ideal situation, we need to create some sort of ideal situation for ourselves. So we, you need a support system. No matter what your station is in life, no matter what your situation is in life, I know for a lot of people in Nigeria, Even a lot of people who are in really bad relationships and bad marriages. When Precious was talking and she said her mother-in-law used to beat her. And I'm thinking to myself, beat me that what? My mother said, haven't really got chance to beat me. Mother-in-law beats me. You know, but, you know, we're not here. We're not here to say, oh, no, you shouldn't have allowed that or you shouldn't have allowed this or whatever. And that's why when she said she picked herself up and took a decision to better herself, I was very glad because that's what we all need to do. And the longer you take to do it, 
the more your self-esteem and your self-confidence is eroded. Mm. These children that God has given to us, God knows that you have the ability to look after the child. Mm. And God is the all-powerful, almighty God that is able to give you every strength and every enablement that you need to bring up these children that he has given us. Because the Bible tells us that children are a gift from God. Yes, ma'am. So the matter of your children is important to God as well. So I don't know what faith you are, whether you're Christian or Muslim, whatever it says. You need God. You need God's backing to bring up your children. And if you will depend on him, he will help you. In the areas of your weakness, he will give you strength. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two, you must give these children love. Because in the same way you have your issues, the children too have their own issues. The children that are growing up in single parent homes have their own issues. So love them. Smother them with love, but smothering them with love doesn't mean then that you let them do whatever they want and they can get away with it. No, 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 no. I was extra hard and extra firm on my children, but not extra firm to the point where they would see me as a wicked witch. But I will put my foot down on certain things. Maybe because I was a teacher also, it was easier for me. But I knew that I did, I did not want my children to be in a state where anybody would say, uh, eh, but what do you expect? Uh, they grew up with a single parent. So yeah. no, wrong is wrong, right is right. If you've done wrong, I tell you all for doing wrong. If I want to smack you, I smack you. And I still love you afterwards. You know, you want to correct your child. And people say, no, eh, the same people will turn around and say, look at what has become of her child. Mm-hmm. Love them. Discipline them if you have to. Children do not hate you for disciplining. Children will end up hating you for not disciplining them. When yeah. they get older and they see that there's no discipline in their life and their life is all over the place, they will hate you for not having done your duty as yeah. a mother. Yeah. So stand in the place of discipline and do what you are supposed to do. Forget whether your child will love you or not. Your child will turn around and love you. My daughter said to me once, Mommy, you know, I just look at you and the way you love your mom. My mom is late now, but the way you just love your mom. And when you talk about how she used to discipline you and whatever. And I said, well, that's why I love her. Because I realized that if she didn't discipline me that way, I would have dropped out of school in form four because I contemplated it. Do you understand? So put your foot down. Mm. And don't, don't ever place yourself in the pity party place of see me, single parent, on my own. Look at my circumstances. Like, where are you? Look, for me, I always look forward to the time when I will be able to look at my children with pride and say, God, indeed, you have been fantastic to me to have helped me bring these children up thus far. My son is 32 now and my daughter is 30 next month like I said you know but I can look and say father you have indeed been good to us so love them 
but love doesn't mean you don't discipline. I never ran down my ex-husband in front of my children. Never. I allowed him access to them. I allowed his family access to them and what have you. But I would never, he would do things and they would say things and they would do things and everything in me wants to fight. But I never allowed myself to run him down in front of the children. A lot of us make that mistake. We run down their father. Or sometimes it's a father that's a single parent. You run down the mother in front of the children. He will come back and haunt you. Mm. When the child is older, yeah. the child will turn around and hit you for it. Yeah. Now my children will come and have discussions with me and say, but that is this and that is that and da, 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 da. And I'll be smiling. And they say, hey, mommy, you're smiling. I'll say, hey, I know. They say, why didn't you ever tell us? I say, it's not, why, why should I tell you? <laughs> that one is my own problem. You have found out now for yourself. <laughs> so that's it. Do, do you understand? It's not me that's going to tell you this is how your father is or this is that. Decide for yourself. <laughs> Decide for yourself. As much as possible, provide succor for them. Everybody wants to go home and be at peace at home. So even in your relationships, one thing I knew for certain, even while I was um, single, was that I wasn't going to be bringing home this uncle and that uncle uh, home to my children and whatever. I was determined I wasn't going to do that. I knew that I wanted to remarry, but I wasn't going to be, uh, oh, this is Uncle Jack today, then tomorrow is Uncle Tim. Because those things distort our children's development. If you're seeing people, keep them away from your children until you're sure about them so that you don't have to keep re, um, introducing different people to them. Exactly, man. Because that destabilizes them. Mm -hmm. That destabilizes them. And, um, you know, just as I'm talking, they just dropped in my spirit. I don't know, for somebody out there, um, the world, there's a lot of stigmatization and people um, look down at you and say all kinds of things. And my attitude is, they can only look down at you if you allow them to look down at, at you. What are you looking down at me for? Am I coming to beg you for food? Are you mm. feeding me? No. So if you, if you know, you know, for me, um, in any situation, I look at the worst case scenario. When I look at the worst case scenario and I realize I'm not in the worst case scenario, I say, Lord, thank you for how far you have taken me. Please, just take me away from that worst case scenario that my case will not be that bad. And I just get on with it. And I do not have time for what people want to say uh, about me and say, look at her and whatever. Because a lot of times, those people that are pointing fingers at you and trying to put you down, they're in worse situations than you. There are a lot of people out there in terrible marriages or terrible relationships. And those same people are pointing at you and passing judgment on you because you're a single parent. So my own attitude is this, Shanana, Wahala, I don't look, that is just Ali Waja. I focus on where I'm going. Where am I going? I am going to the future of my children. That the future of my children must be good. I have made mistakes that have brought me to this point where I am. My children must not make those mistakes. Exactly. And I must not let my mistakes 
mar my children's life. Exactly. So I just face, I face the work that I'm doing and I don't bother myself with, um, with um, Ari Wodja. Yeah. I know the people who were doing Ari Wodja when I was a single parent. Today, where are they? Mm. Today, where are they? Mm. I look at my children now. Today, where are they? Come now and tell me that I didn't do it well. Come. So just focus on where you are going and leave the noise in the market. Mm. When you go to the market, you face what you are going to buy. If you are going to buy Ugu and they are fighting in the meat stall, it doesn't concern you. You go and face your Ugu. That's exactly how it is. Face your child and bring up your child in the knowledge and nurture of the Lord with discipline and a lot of love. A lot of love. Find your support system. Love your children. Let your children be part of that support system. Look out for your children. Care for them. And let them always know that they can come home to you regardless of what the world is giving them. Um, it's, 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 it's not an easy place to be, but it is a place that in future, when you look back, you will thank God that that was the place that you stood on. So I've told you now, you need to be determined. You need to be focused. You need God. You need, you need God. You, you need him. You need God to help you in this matter. Um, okay, so eventually I, 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 I remarried. Now, I want to talk about that as well. Because my prayer for you is that because God made us to be a loving relationship. Yes, so my prayer, so for whatever situations you have gone to that have brought you to where you are today, my prayer for you is that a time will come that you will find somebody that you can settle down with Amen. and have a life that will glorify God and your children will be comfortable in it. Amen. So I met my husband and he had three children and he was a widower. And the oldest of the children at that time, I think, was 14 or thereabouts. Today, they're ranging in age from 35 to 31. Um, and if you came to my family, you wouldn't know which ones were my birth children mm. and which one were not my birth children. And who did this is not me. It is God. Because I put my total total trust in him so don't allow anybody sit on your shoulders and whisper to you that because of the mistakes you have made that have brought you to where you are that that is the end of your life is a lie is a lie unless you have chosen that that is where you want your life that is how you want to remain but if you still feel that you want to settle down and you, god is able to do it but don't jump at the first man or the first person you see. <laughs> Open your eyes because you cannot afford to make the same mistake. I was told when I was getting married or when I said I was going to marry, I was told that, oh, but you know, statistics prove that um, second marriages have a high percentage of failure. And I said, hey, my own will not be among, I said, she didn't say that it's 100% failure rate. <laughs> but even if it's 100%, I will tell you that my own is 100 and my own is not among that 100% that they talk about. Mm. My own will work. 
So don't rush into anything out of any sort of desperation. The lessons that you have learned along the way is not for nothing. I say to people, God allows us to go through situations to learn lessons. It would be a terrible mistake and it, if we don't learn the lessons because then the next phase that God wants to take you to, he can't take you there because you haven't learned the lesson you're supposed to learn to take you to the next phase. So if you're carrying any baggage from the relationship that has produced these children, deal with that baggage. Um, he offended you, he hurt you, he this. My story is long. I have, I, I have plenty of stories, you know, but we don't have time for plenty of stories. So if anybody, I have enough reason to hold on in bitterness and decide that I'm going to do my own back. But will he pay me? Two years ago, my ex-husband's mother died. All of them are based in the UK. Um, but my daughter at that time was living with her grandmother because she worked in VI and resumed work at 7.30 and her grandmother lived like 10 minutes away from there. So she lived with her grand, she stayed in the flat in her grandparents' place. And so she called me immediately, her, her grandmother passed. Her grandmother passed in her hand. And... Um, so I went there to meet her and whatever. You won't believe this. But I helped them organize that uh, funeral. I organized the Ashwedi. I organized the events place. I organized the decorators. I organized everything. And my husband was right there beside me. My current husband, I'm not talking about my ex-husband, was right there beside me. My ex-husband's friends, when they came, they were sending me money. They would buy the Ankara, it's like five. I, it wasn't, the money wasn't coming to me. I just organized the people. But they'll say, oh, we'll send you the money. Give us your account. And instead of sending me 10,000 for two pieces of Ankara they've taken, they will send me 110,000 Naira. And I would call them and say, you made a mistake. They'll say, no, we did it deliberately. I know why. I know why they were doing it. Because they looked, they saw. They saw the children that everybody had thought that, ah, uh, this work, you can't do it alone. This, da, 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 da. And they see what my children had turned out like. I was not harboring any bitterness. I did what I would do. I did what I did for my daughter. Because my daughter was totally broken when her grandmother died. I did what I did for my mother. I was the one organizing them and settling for her. So the woman that he left me for and he was with is um, white. She, didn't, she couldn't come for the funeral and whatever. But I was certainly quarrel between him and his sister, him and his brother, and, uh, and whatever. Because remember, we had dated for 10 years. So his family was like family to me already, even before we got married. What am I saying? This God, if we allow him, is a fantastic God that is an Onisheyan. So whatever, wherever you are, whatever situation you're in now, please, I beg of you, do not allow bitterness in your life. Yes, ma'am. Bitterness will not allow you bring up your children the way you should bring them up. If anybody has offended you, has cheated you, has robbed you of anything, and I have stories to tell of being cheated, of being robbed, of being rubbished, 
I have my own stories too. But you know what? Let God vindicate you. Let God vindicate you. Don't let those things become the baggage that you carry around. Let what you carry around be love and determination and focus for establishing your children that their lives, they will grow up in a secure environment that their lives too will be good. Because I was so worried, was so concerned that I wanted my children to be able to hand on to their children different from what I handed, different from what we, their parents, handed to them, if you understand what I mean. So let that be the thing that drives you in how you do things with bringing up your children. Bringing up your children is your focus. Getting your own back on the person that got you into this place to God. Very often, in any situation, if they say it takes two to tango. So yes, you might have received the short end of the stick, but very often you two contributed to the situation. Hmm? So just leave that matter and focus on this, uh, the life that God has given you because they're, they're a gift from God. So focus your energies on ensuring that this gift that God has given to you, you look after it, you nurture it, and you bring it up in a way, and I say it, whether it be he or she, bring him or him or her up in a way that will bring pleasure to God because God said he has made us for his pleasure. So bring them up in a way that will make God proud of you, proud of you enough to cover your shortcomings and make sure that your children turn out right. Full stop for now. Wow. Ladies, please, I want you to give Mrs. Karunwi a virtual applause. She has done justice to it. So I've been writing and writing. Hey, wow, this is wisdom. Please give her a thank you so much. Pressure said yes. Thank you all, everybody. Put it in the chat box. Let her know that we love her. Thank you, mommy. Thank you, mommy. Thank you, ma. <laughs> wow. So, Ma, there are questions here already. While you were talking, people were dropping questions. So I had to start taking notes of them. So um, Rihanna said, okay, Pressure said you are so inspiring, Ma. Yes, Ma, thank you so much. She said, how old were you thank when you were married, Ma? Uh, well, well, my, my first husband. No, the, the second, when you oh. remarried, yes, when you remarried. But if I was, I was 35. Okay, all right, Ma. Then another person asked the question, Right, 35. So I was 30. No, I wasn't 35. I was 33. 33. Okay, ma'am. So another, yeah. another person said, at what point did you tell um, your husband now that you've been together? At what point when you were dating, did you tell him about your children? Was it the first date? Was it immediately or did you wait to get to know him yeah. first? Uh, that's two questions. Ah, my story is lovely. Love. Did you tell him? Okay. And at what point did you introduce your children? Okay. Uh, uh, my story is love me, love my dog. Love me, love my dog. So me, you, you could not have stayed with me one hour and not know that I had children. <laughs> so 
I met my I met my husband at a wedding party. Okay, ma'am. I was there on my own. He was there on his own. We were our friends. We were sitting on the same table with um, a mutual friend, and so we all just got talking and whatever. So it wasn't about dating or anything. We were just talking, but we just realized at the end of the day that oh, I liked his um um his conversations and his attitude to things and same thing. We left the party without even exchanging addresses. Hmm. Okay. Um, then about three days later, I met him. I went to my friend's house and I, as I was leaving, I saw him. And um, it was then we then exchanged numbers um, and what have you. We then um, got talking and then he invited me out on a date. We went out together on a date. Um, I had, by this stage, I had 12 more days in Nigeria before returning to the UK. And uh, by the time I was leaving to go back to the UK, we had picked for our introduction. Wow. <laughs> that was fast. Now, he had, he had three children and I had two. Okay, man. By this stage, I, I was in Lagos, but I hadn't met his children because he too was very careful about his children. He was a widower. Funny enough, he got widowed the same year I got divorced. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is God. This is how God does things. Yes. Um, he too was always very careful about who he got uh, his children to meet. So I didn't have a problem with that. This was, so I went back end of August to the UK. I came home in October during half term. Half term is one week. So I came home for one week. I met the children then. Then I went back and then I came home on the holidays in December with my children because I said, you know what, we can't proceed with this thing without um, him meeting my children, my children meeting him, meeting his children and let us see what, how it was, you know, but we came home in, at Christmas and my, we, normally when we come home, we stay in my parents' place. My children refused to stay in my parents' place. They went to his house with his children. And they remained there for the duration of our um, Christmas holiday. And they loved it to beat. So we knew that, okay, fine. We had dealt with our own issues. Our own hearts were beating for one another. Now our children's hearts were beating for one another. So we felt comfortable to go ahead. And then I went back to England in January and I came back in July to get married. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Ma. So there's another question. Ladies, if you have questions, just drop it in the chat box so that she can see. And so, um, someone says, at the point of dating someone else, how would you te test the compatibility with your child without having to distort them? Did you get that, Ma? Yes. Like, you see, for me. That person is compatible for you and your ch child or children. You see, for me. Um, in a way, I'm my children's reader. And if, you see, before I met my husband, um, my friends had issues with my being single and they were always trying to uh, uh, match me off with um, people. And mm -hmm. I used to have a standard saying, whoa, 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 me, I've suffered. I've suffered with man. I'm not going to suffer again. Anybody that can't keep me the style that I'm accustomed to, please, 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 please. You should just move far from me and what have you. And so they used to introduce me to all kinds of people. And I just found that they were just so, so shallow. Mm. 
within an hour of meeting them, I knew that there's no way because I knew I know my person and I know um, um, what tickles me and what doesn't. I'm not interested in the money that you have because I'm not afraid to work and earn my own money. Uh, I'm not interested in who you are and what you've achieved or what your name is. I don't care. I'm interested in you. Who are you? How are you? How do you deal with people? What do you feel for people? Mm. And so within an hour or two hours of talking to a person, you sort of get, it depending, you know, like each person is different. Each of us are different. But for me, that's what worked for me. What I wanted to see in any person was, does he have a heart for people? Yeah. Do I see qualities in this person that would be um, an advantage to my children's life? Can I reason with this person? Is this person down to earth? So you need to even now determine what exactly are you looking for mm-hmm. in a man? And be honest with yourself. Yes. Now I met all kinds of people and a lot of times because you're a single parent, in fact, sometimes they're, they're so condescending or patronizing when they talk to you. Sometimes they talk to you like as if I've come to save you from your situation. Mm. And I told one of them, who the hell do you think you are? Save me from what? <laughs> I beg you for food. Do I look like a hungry person? Do I look like somebody that needs somebody to feed her? Do, do you understand? So you need to know yourself and know your worth. And that's why I said, don't allow your self-confidence or self-esteem to be eroded. Mm. You have to know who you are and stand up for who you are. Don't allow any man come along and say, don't worry, I will look after you. Any one of them that came and said, I will look after you, I can do it. Immediately, I'll be like, who, who are you? Are you good? Look after me, that what? Do I look like I'm a lost sheep that is looking after? Now, let me share with you the day I met my husband. I came, on, I came home on holidays. And um, on this particular day, there's this guy who had chased me when we were in university. And I did not give him, uh, I did not even allow him. Because of course, while I was in university, I was dating my ex-husband. I started dating him immediately after school, sir. I started dating him in the December of the year, I, so in my lower seat. Um, so I didn't have eyes for anybody while I was in university. I was a one-man riot squad. I did whatever I liked when I was in Unilag because I, did, I wasn't looking for boyfriends. I had the boyfriend somewhere else. So I didn't care for anything. If you understand what I did. So he chased me for the four years I was in university and I did not give him any, any lights other than bright red. Anyway, suddenly he just appeared. The devil is a bad devil. And he started chasing me. And I said, um, um, uh, but you know that I'm married. He said, no, I know that you are separated now. So, you know, there are people out there watching you and targeting you. So he had seen me now that, okay, she now has two children. She's damaged goods, so she will fall this time, you know? And so he kept coming. So on this particular day, um, that morning, I went out to buy pineapple. I came back and they said, oh, that chap came. And he asked after me and he said he would come back. I was at home and then I suddenly remembered, oh, I wanted plantain. I went out to buy plantain. He came. He came four times. 
that day. And each time he came, I had just gone out briefly. So when I got back, we were going to this wedding and I was going with my brother and his wife. So I was having a shower. And in the shower, I was talking to God. And I was saying, God, this guy that is coming, this married man that is coming, and I know his wife, that is coming and disturbing me. I need your help to save me from him. If I fall, it will be your fault too. You know, I've declared to the whole world that I'm your child. It would be a shame if I fall into the hands of a married man. I don't know this one that is looking for me like as if his life depends on me. So we got dressed and whatever. We were in the car going to the wedding. The wedding party was about 10 minutes from the house. And in the car, I just sat there in the back. My brother was driving. His wife was in the car as well. And I had a chat with God. And I said, God, I know I've been saying all kinds of things that, yes, I don't want to suffer. I don't want to say I said, but God, you know what? Really and truly, I'm not interested in money. Mm. What I really want, Lord, is a man who has the fear of God. A man who I can respect because my mouth was sharp. <laughs> Notice I said was. It can still be sharp, but my mouth was, ah, it's obliged. So it had to be somebody who I could respect. And then somebody who would love my children as if they were his own. Because if he couldn't love my children, then I didn't want anything to do with him. I said, and a person who wasn't afraid of work. Lord, that's all I need. And 10 minutes later, I met my husband. Wow. <laughs> what am I saying? Get real with yourself. And get real with God. I'm not saying that everybody's story is going to be like my own story. But you need to be very clear. Don't be driven by ephemeral things like the wealth the person has or the gifts the person can give you. No, those things can change overnight. Look at character. Look at the strength of personality. Look at how the person reacts in stories to do with how people are treated, how women are treated and things like that. Look for signs that this person has a heart for people. Mm. I promise you those things are much more important than money and any stupid gift they want to give you. That's my own experience, personal experience. And it has been the yardstick I have used year in, year out in marriage counseling and in grooming the young people um, around me. It's not about um, the person's achievements or the person's wealth or whatever, because those things can go. Hmm. It's the person's character. How does the person deal with his mother or deal with his sister or deal with, do do you understand? Yes, ma'am. That's when you will know how the person went, because you know, when you are, when you are doing all this lovey-dovey and you're wearing rose-tinted glasses, you're not seeing where. Yeah. And it's important that you see, now, and even now that you're not seeing where, in his dealings with other people so that you can see how, when the rose-tinted glasses, the tint has gone off and the tint is now plain uh, transparent glass, how the person is going to be to you. Mm. Thank you, ma. The person's character and the person's personality. Yeah, thank you, Ma. So Grace says, can a single mother 
go for who is rich, who she is richer than. Is it advisable for a single mom to marry a man who plans to settle down in his family house? Another flat entirely. No. Yes. No. 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 <laughs> because what's going to happen is you're going to be dealing with the whole family. Exactly. Let him rent that flat in the family house and use the money to rent another place. There are many sayings in our different languages that say that, um, um, you, you know, even in English, it says familiarity breeds contempt. Yes, ma'am. When we are seeing each other every day, eh? Hello? Hello, everyone. Can you hear me? Please, if you can hear me, put it in the chat box. I think our network. Or oh, is it from my hand? Okay, great. She's back. But as she finished, entered it. There was nothing I did. Nothing I did was right. Nothing I did was right. But at the end, before she passed on, she realized that. And we made our peace again. But what am I saying? Distance makes the heart grow fonder. Yes, ma'am. So going to live in the family house, I don't support, especially when you have a child already. Yes, ma'am. Because your, your child will be growing up in a family house that is not his family. Yes. And people can actually be very mean. Yes. And you might not know for a long time. Yes, ma'am. I'm not saying it will always happen that way, but it could be, it could happen. Yes. And then can you marry somebody who um, you're richer than? And yes, you can. But you need to be sure why the person is um, um, interested in you. And you need to be sure that the person can cope with your success. Yes, yes, ma'am. You need to look out for the signs. Can the person cope with my success? And is this person with me for what he can get off me? Or is he with me for genuine love that we feel for each other? You need to be careful. But it's not an impossibility. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much, ma. So the last question, ma. So this person says, how do I answer questions asked by my child about his dad? Okay, so this person, the dad did not accept the child. He left after he found that he absconded, went, left them when he found out that she was pregnant. And so she has been single-handedly raising the, the child alone, a male. So she's asking, every time I ask, my son asks about his dad, what do I tell him? Explain to him. It depends. How old is the child? Uh, five. I think five, yes. Oh, okay. Um, explain to the, to the child. Explain to the child in very simple terms. When, when, I, met your, when I met your dad, we thought we loved each other and what's with you. But once I, your dad found out I was pregnant, he left. He left because he wasn't mature enough to deal with his responsibility. But don't worry. As you get older mm. and you turn out to be the wonderful person that you're going to be, he will come looking for you. Mm. 
So you, you constantly encourage your child, but don't hide things from your child because we live in a society. I don't know what it is about Nigerians. We, 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 we gain a certain pleasure from telling people their history. I don't know why. I don't know why. Two weeks ago, I was dealing with a case of a child who was adopted. And in school, one of the members of staff who knew she was adopted told another parent, had a conversation with another parent that the child was adopted in the presence of other children. And so the children went to class and went, you know, how is it their business? I beg you, please. How, how does it concern them? Yeah. And so what I always say to people, and people know me, I don't have secrets because I, I believe that there's no secret under the sun. So I will present it to my child according to my child's age. And as my child grows older, I will reveal more to the child mm. that is um, suitable for his age. But constantly, as I'm revealing that information to the child, I'm letting the child know that, you know what? The love I have for you is more than enough for the, for the love of two parents. Mm. And don't worry, the way me and you were going, a time will come, they will come and look for you. Yes, ma'am. So you must give that child that assurance. There's no point telling the child lies because the child will turn around and hate you for it. Mm. So tell the child the truth. And if you tell the child the truth, he cannot go anywhere and anybody will call him a bastard. Yes, ma'am. And you'll be paying him too much. Mm. Not that I won't pay him, but I've told him that, don't worry. You don't need to have that dad to be who you are or who God has called you to be. Do you understand what I mean? Yes, so do confidence building with your child as well. Because sooner or later, somebody out there is going to tell him. Yes, ma'am. So it had better come from you rather than from somebody else. Because mm. when it comes from somebody else, usually it's not nice. It doesn't come in a nice way. Mm. It comes as a put down, deliberate put down. So build your child up before somebody tries to put him down. Yes, ma'am. Especially if the child is asking. Yes, ma'am. Mm. Rihanna, I think you should omit yourself to tell her this. Ma, um, Rihanna dropped a message for you in the chat box. Okay. Okay, she says, Rihanna, do you want to unmute yourself to ask that question? Okay, I've read um, it. It's all right. Okay, I've read, I've yes. Can everybody hear me? Yes, we can hear you there. So, I've read uh, the question. even though it, it, it's a difficult conversation for me because, interestingly, it happened in her presence. Like, she saw all of the rush. She saw all of the screaming. She saw all of the ambulance taking my daddy away. Wow. So it makes it more difficult. Ever since that day, it's a case of, oh, mommy, why is my daddy not coming back? The lockdown was not a, was not a fantastic period for me. Because she asked, mommy, why can't I go to school? Why can't you go to work? I'm like, oh, the governor says everybody should sit at home. And then she goes, so why is my daddy disrespecting the governor? Why is he not coming home? Wow. Why is why are the doctors not releasing him? It just it just sort of messes with my mind a lot of times when she asks this question. And she's a very, very inquisitive child. I'm scared that if I tell her something, it will lead to one million and one other questions that will throw me off balance. Sweetheart. That's why I'm not sure how to sweetheart. communicate uh, it to her. Sweetheart. When did it happen? 2019, when? January 2019. Okay. 
you know what, for an inquisitive child, she knows the answers already. She needs assurance from you. Well, you know what, I need you first to make sure you have dealt with it yourself. She will ask questions and God will give you the answers to give her. She needs reassuring. She needs reassuring. You said the worst thing was that it happened in her presence. No, it wasn't the worst thing. Better that it happened in her presence. And she knows that what happened in her presence is not normal. Mm. Do you understand? So from then, that's yes, when you start mom. saying to her, you know what? Your daddy has gone. I don't know what, what your faith is. I, I, I wonder, you're you Muslim or Christian. What are you? Hello? I'm a Christian, ma. I'm a Christian, ma. So you tell her that he has gone to be with God, that God has taken him home. She might cry. She will ask you questions. Or she will ask you questions. The ones you can answer, you answer. The ones you can't answer, you say, sweetheart, you know what? I really can't answer that question, you know. But I'll look for the answer for you. And we can ask God to give us the answer. Yes. Do you understand? And let her know that, you know what, your daddy has gone to be with God. And you know, now that he's there with God, he's looking upon you. And when you do good things, he's really happy. He makes you really happy. And he's standing there and he's praying for you that everything will be fine with you and whatever. So don't shy away from it. It's when you shy away from it and you don't talk about it or you don't allow her to talk about it or when she asks all these questions, nobody answers her that it messes up her mind. Mm. Let her talk about it. Talk about it with her. It might actually do you good as she talks about it. But just always let her know that what the Bible says is that when it's the ones that he loves that he takes home, um, the ones he loves the most that he takes home young, yeah, takes away younger. He takes them away sometimes because um, there's something he sees in their future that um, might cause them to pull away from him. So he takes them away before then, or they've done the work that he put them on earth to do. And so he takes them home. But you know, God, because God is the almighty and all knowing, we can't really question him. Yes, but you know, one thing we know for certain is that he loves us. And he loves us unconditionally. And the Bible tells us that he loves widows and orphans even more specially. So you are very, very special. Do you understand? So you say things like that, yes. that build her up and make her see that, okay, this is my circumstance. I'm different from the other children in my school. But you know what? I'm also very, very special. Because God knows that he has taken my dad away. So he looks out for me. So he sees trouble before I get to the trouble. He says, do you understand? So you will find that if, if you talk about it as freely as you can, gradually she'll stop asking questions. But if you don't answer her questions, she will give you more and more and more and more questions. 
one child said to me who I was talking to, after I told her all the story about God loves them and they're um, like flowers in his garden, he said, well, why didn't you take somebody else's daddy to go and be his flower? Why did my daddy want to be his flower? And I said, well, I don't know. I said, I don't know. That's why he's God. Mm. That's why he's God. And if she asks you questions, I get to a point where you break down and cry. Please feel free to cry. But you see, after you cry, don't cry and go into sadness. Yeah. Right? After you cry, hug yeah. her and say, but you know what? We've got each other and I'm not going anywhere. I'm here for you and you're here for me. Do, do you understand? Yes, Give her that reassurance because yes, as a child, she will also be worried that what if you two go? Mm. Thank you, Ma. I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you um, a private message now. Okay. Ma. Okay. 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 Any other questions? Ladies, please. Let's, let's appreciate Mrs. Kofu. If you have questions, please speak up now, <laughs> because she's going to be praying for us now. Bless. Bless. She'll bless everyone. They were precious Odita talked to her. She was raised by a single mom. As mother got married to a very loving person, just like uh, mommy has said, a wonderful man who brought her in and took her like her own, uh, like his own daughter. Thankfully, Precious is happily married now. She's a wonderful woman. She's a successful baker. So, mommy, please pray for us. Please, ladies, please, if you have to unmute yourself, say thank you to mommy. If, as she prays, even as she goes ahead to pray for us. Please, let's say thank you. Unmute yourself and say thank you to thank us. Thank you so much, mommy. Thank you, you so much, God. God bless you. Thank you. You bless God. You bless God. Thank you very much. God bless you, ma'am. Thank you. God bless you, too. Father, we thank you. So thank you. With see just with uh, you, Lord, 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 we are having a prayer my, for all that we have. We thank you, Lord, for all that we have shared. Father, Lord God Almighty, I ask that you by your Holy Spirit will take those words that have been spoken, Lord, Amen. and turn them, Lord God Almighty, into the balm that you want them to be. Amen. Any word that might have been spoken flippantly or out of tune, Lord, erased from their memory. But Lord, all that Amen. you want to use for the glory of your name, Lord, I ask that you engrave on their minds in the name of Jesus. Father, I commit each and every one of them into your hands. And I ask you, Father, Lord God Almighty, that you will be their support and you will be their strength. You will be their guide. You will be their teacher. You will be their protector. You will be their defender. Father, I ask, Lord God Almighty, that you will give them wisdom from above to bring up these children that you have blessed them with. Amen. Father, Lord God Almighty, they shall not mourn over their children in Amen. the name of Jesus. Amen. Their joy shall never be cut short in Amen. the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, Lord God Almighty, whatever situation they're in, Lord God Almighty, 
Father, you will be in it with them in the name of Jesus. You will teach them the way to go. You will give them utterance, Lord God Almighty. You will help them, Lord God Almighty, see clearly through your eyes in the name of Jesus. Father, the desire of my heart for them, Lord God Almighty, is that soon and very soon, Lord, you will settle them, Lord God Almighty, in loving relationships, Because, Lord, I know that the desire of your heart is that children be brought up in a home where there is a father figure and there is a mother figure. Father, Lord God Almighty, everything that they require, everything, not just what they require, everything that they need to bring up their children in the knowledge and nurture of you, Father, Lord, all. I ask that you will grant unto them in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord God Almighty, I also ask, Father, Lord God Almighty, that you will help teach them to guard their heart. Guard their heart, that they will not give their heart, they will not carry their heart on their sleeve and give their hearts to any wolves who are out to ravish them in the name of Jesus. Amen. But Father, you will, pro- you will provide for them worthy partners Amen. who will be truly support, Lord God Almighty, who will be truly completers that you have fixed for them, that together they will do the work of bringing up these children in the Amen. knowledge and nurture of you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, perchance, perchance there may be anybody out there who has decided, because some have that gifting. I Amen. said to people, God didn't give me the gift of celibacy. And so he has to give me a man to meet my needs. Those needs, my emotional and my romantic needs. But perchance there be somebody there who you have given the gift of celibacy. Father, strengthen that one. Amen. And support that Amen. one too in her throne. Amen. But Father, Amen. at the end of the day, Lord, my prayer, Lord God Almighty, mm-hmm. is that we will look back 10, 15 years down the line and say, indeed, God has been good. Amen. Take their situations now, Amen. Lord God Almighty, and let them use them as stepping stones to the Amen. greater heights that you're taking Amen. them to Amen. in the name of Jesus. Thank you, our Father and our God. I thank you, Lord God Almighty, for the convener of this group. And I ask, Father, Lord God Almighty, that you will continue to bless her. Amen. Teach them. Guide them. Order their steps, Lord God Almighty, and inspire them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, our Father and our God. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. 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 In Jesus' name. Thank you so much, Ma. God bless you, Ma. You're welcome. Thank you. Background. You can mute yourself now. Okay, just a one announcement. Precious. Yeah, hi. All right. We can hear you there. We can hear you. Yeah. Thank you very much, Ma. God bless you, Ma. More and more. Good.
evening, sisters. Good evening. Okay, so I, I have never shared my story um, to a group of people I don't know, and mostly to a group. I've never shared it to a group. And um, I, I had a lot of thoughts about this before I agreed to. And that that's because of how our society sees this whole single mother, um, a, a child not being accepted by the father. The whole scenario has just made me to keep keep to my shell and just respect myself in quotes. But I'll be sharing my story because I believe God made me go through all those experiences so that groups of people would have hope so that they would know that their children can even be way better than they ever envisioned it. Mm -hmm. So let me just, um, it's a long one, but I'll try to make it as, as possible. So yeah, um, my mom, as at the time she had me, the doctors told her she wasn't going to have um she might not have any child because mm. there, there was something about um a fallopian tube being blocked or so so she had a surgery and yeah she was dating this man as at the time i'm i'm not used to calling him i don't call him my father but biologically he's my father so yeah she was dating him as at the time and he was married but she wasn't aware of that part and according to her, her, since he was aware she, she might not be able to have her child, so to him, he was having fun, I guess. And somehow, I came into the picture unexpected. They, they were sure not planning for me. And since um, the doctors had told my mom she might not have her children, obviously, she wouldn't even consider abortion. That's out of it, because it, it was like... Um, a light in the midst of a dark report. So she, she, she made up her mind to have me and um, the man was doing well. Yeah, he was doing well. But he did not take up responsibilities. He didn't take up responsibilities for me. And from what I read later, they had a court case over my welfare and all that. I, I got to read all that part because I actually snooped. I'm a very curious being, I'm very, very curious. So yeah, they had a court case over my welfare. To cut the long story short, the man was out of the picture. I've never met him. I'll be 32 in May. And I don't know who he is. I don't know what he looks like. I've never met him, never, not once. So yeah, for the rest of my story now, now I'll just try to take it in court because of time. Now, what I noticed from my mom's experience, which I, I strongly believe it would benefit a lot of us is when it, it got to the point of how getting married, She's pretty, she's still pretty. So she was way prettier as a young lady. So she had a lot of options and there was this particular guy, his name was Charles and um, he's from a very rich home. 
very, very rich home. And she, she grew from a privileged home. So it's not like the money was there. She was the firstborn, so she had responsibilities. Now, Charles was from a rich home. His, his, um, he, his siblings were well-read. That was in the 1980s. They were well-read. They traveled out and also he was doing well. But why am I bringing this part now? They were engaged. Okay, he really loved her. He had a child out of wedlock with a white woman. Now my mom had me, right? And the condition was if she had to marry Charles, his, his family had advised that I can't be in the picture. That means they would have to take care of me. Like they would take care of me here in Nigeria. They would take care of Charles's child and my mom and the Charles would travel out. So to most women, that's a fresh start because this, this child is like a liability. You're still young. <laughs> You're in your late 20s. She had me in her late 20s. So mm. she was still young and, and she was given the opportunity to travel out. She has never entered plane her, her whole life as at that time. <laughs> so she was given that opportunity and to drop her liability, which was me. Do you get? But she said once she heard those words, she had just made up her mind that there is nothing that will make her get married to that guy. She wasn't yeah. going to marry. And as at the day the family was affecting her for their intro, she did not turn up. Wow. Why? Because I was priority. Now, as a child, hearing those things and also seeing some, some of those sacrifices being made for me, whether I like it or not, whether my experience would want to affect my esteem, like in a negative way, somehow it, it just gave me a positive self-esteem. Hmm. Like I felt, I felt I was enough. Yes. I felt I wanted, I felt I was loved. Now my dad came into the picture. That's the, the father I, I have grown with and I have known as my father. He came into the picture and um, they got married. Now, the um, how do I how do I explain this now? The pointer my mom gave him was if you would marry me, then you have to marry my daughter. Like you you have to take my your own. You're you're not just marrying me as your wife. You're marrying me, and she is your daughter which he agreed. And over um, almost 30 years, almost 30 years down the line, I, I believe that has been one of the best decisions my mom made and my dad made because I've, I've seen how it's actually turned out. Then support, when it comes to support, they supported me. Like they, they still support me. I'm, I'm married now, but hello, precious. So, but I know that even yeah, I'm you. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Can you hear you? I, I have never had to ask them for any money, but even as that now, if I ask them for money, I know they still have me. Like they still support me. Now, believe, they believed in me. Believe is different from support. 
you can support your child, but not believe in your child. Your, your child wants to be an engineer, for instance. You can say, okay, I, I have the money. Let me just support her. But in your mind, you might not believe that she's good enough to be an engineer. So they did not just support me. They believed in me. And yeah, that, that, was, that was it. And, and the love, the love was there. So even when they had my brother, because they eventually still had, um, they, they had a, a child together. And when they had my brother, my, my brother doesn't even know the story till now. He doesn't know because we live as one. He's, he was born twenty. he was born 2000. So he should be 21 this year. He still doesn't know the, the entire story. He doesn't know. He feels they are both my parents. So there, there was no disunity. There was no arguments between mm. them that, that had to involve us at all. And my brother still feels they pay more attention on me than he. Why? Because maybe they they just try to do everything to fill up whatever gap that might have been missing in my life. And that worked. But now, the question is, um, what, was it enough? Like for me, was it enough? That love, that um, support, everything, was it enough for me as a child? It wasn't. Mm. It wasn't. You, you would expect that, okay, you have everything, the love support. Some, some children who even grew with their biological parents didn't get all that. But still, for me, it, it wasn't really enough. Where that time, yes, I had to side out. Why? Because for every negative experience, whether it was related to my birth or not, I just found a way to connect it. Now, were there times I was depressed? Yes, there were a lot of times. But do I still feel that way now? How did I conquer it? Mm -hmm. I was able to somehow find myself in Christ. Yes. Because my own parents are Christian. So I, I don't know, just try as much as possible to, to make your child believe, believe in something. It's, it's very important for children to believe in something. Yeah. Because for instance, I believe in God. I believed in God, even as a child. So when it was time to heal, it still boiled down to my belief. When I couldn't tell my parents how I was feeling, because I'll, I'll tell my, my dad that has that sacrificed so much. There were times he had to borrow money to pay my school fees. Some biological fathers won't do that. I won't tell him that I still felt that gap. Mm. I tell my, my mom that had sacrificed so much. So who would I have to talk to in those situations? I won't talk to my friends. It was God. It, it still boiled down to God. It still boiled down to God. Yes, yes. Now, I'm currently I'm running my master's and um, I'm a baker. So we are, we are in Nigeria. The question is, 
why does a baker need to do masters? I, it's it's not like I've ever loved office job, so I don't really need it, right? In quote, I don't really need a masters. But what drives me, my experience? Mm. Why do I feel I'm good enough to conquer? Why do I feel that even after a masters, I can pursue the next big thing? Because my mom. Now, I won't say my parents because before my dad came into the picture, my mom had a role to play. So why do I feel I can conquer anything? And that after even the masters, I still want the next big thing. Why? Because my mom puts in so much self-esteem, like so much positive self-esteem in me. Mm. There was no day I saw her cry over my biological father. No. There was no day I saw her feeling, giving me um, a feeling that uh, we, 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 we could have been in a better place mm. if this man was in the picture. Mm. Why am I saying this? Because children, children read your emotions a lot. Yes, yes. Children read your emotions. Even your, your five years old, there was someone that was asking about a five years old. Children want to know the truth. They already know the truth. They already know that there's something wrong, but they want to hear from mommy. Mommy is like their, their idol. Their... Their model. They look to you. So even when, let me say we now, because to me, I'm, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes. Even when we know the truth, even when we know that we still want to hear you and I am enough for you. We want to hear you can be everything you put your mind to. Yes. We want mommy to go out there and be the best that she can be. We don't want to see her because some, some, no, because somehow it would affect our psychology. More for those that have daughters affects our psychology. Growing up, we we would feel we settle for anything. You get, but now for for me, growing up, like I told. Mrs. Omaomi um, earlier, growing up, for every heart, I am dating chooks, for instance. I, I see Femi in him. So somehow I'm able to break through the heart. This helps me a lot. Make them believe in themselves. Make, make them to know you find out. I, I think that's about it. And most importantly, please make them believe in something. For me, it's God. Yeah. Make them believe in something. Because when everything seems low when when life 
is giving them their personal blow when they're having their own life's experiences, the negative ones, is what they believe in that would help them through those times. So, wow. I, so I think that that's that's about it. And okay. sorry, before I I um, round up, right. mommy who I spoke earlier talked about telling your child the truth. Now imagine my mom didn't tell me the truth as a child. During my wedding and after my wedding, there were some controversies which would have still made me know the truth hmm. from my uncles. So imagine me hearing the truth from my uncles, not from my parents, because the wedding went well and they felt maybe they felt you don't deserve this life, like you're not good enough. Nigerians, they would always want to make the child or the single mother feel you are not, it's not for you, you're not worthy. Concerning dowry and no dowry child about my paternity, and that would have caused a big problem. So I, I think that's about it. Okay. Thank you so much, Precious. Thank you, everyone. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Really, kudos to your mom, Precious. Please say a big thank you to her. She's a wonderful woman. She's a real woman. So I wrote out some of the things that Precious said and lessons from her wonderful mom. She showed us so much love that this boosted her self-esteem. Just like what mommy Karun we said. And then she said she believed in something. Her parents led her to Christ at a very young age. And so when those suicidal depression thoughts came, when she was alone and all, she had someone she, she believed that she could talk to, and that was God. So please show that, show lead your child to Christ at an early age. There's a part that uh, I think Precious omitted. There was one part she wanted to, she said, she wanted to say something about you monitoring or um, being careful about who you leave your child with, right, Precious? Yes. Okay, I did not mention that part, sorry. Yes. Um, yes. I, I, I didn't mention it, I thought it was relevant, but let, let me just share a bit. Okay. Um, so many single moms make this mistake of leaving their children with grandma. I, I want to leave my child with my mom, I'm still young and Okay, so there was a time, not, not that she left me, but I, I was in the village for house. I, I went to spend the holidays with my grandmom and I stayed longer than usual. And there was this particular day. I was, because the village, they, they have this, um, their latrine, it's called a latrine, where like, like a pit toilet and the compounds are shared. To cut the long story short, a, a young man from the next compound, I don't know how, how he, he decided to climb the fence that particular day, but he was on the fence and he saw me in the toilet. And to cut the long story short, he, he tried to have sex with me or he did, I can't even remember, but I can clearly remember the picture of that day because after that incident, there was spam stain on my lap and I remember cleaning it up when I saw my mom, like some, some weeks or months after, I tried to narrate the incident to her, but I couldn't tell her it was sex because 
I wasn't up to five and I didn't know what it was called, but I knew something happened. I tried to, to do the posture, the body posture, so she understands what I was saying, but she, she didn't get the message. She did not get the message. So just in that moment of, let, let me just leave her with, with grandma. Grandma went out doing her own business. She, she wouldn't have expected that something would go wrong. But yes, something went wrong. And that's, that scarred me for a long time, though that's all gone now, but it scarred me for a long time. It exposed me to um, the knowledge of sex earlier than I should have, because now I knew there was something out there that felt good, but it's, it wasn't the right thing. So that exposed me, but it could have been um, avoided. It could have been avoided. So, so many single moms, not even just single moms, so many moms, I wouldn't say that that's now because moms bear a lot of responsibility over their child. So many moms make that mistake. I, I have somewhere to go to, or I'm still young. I just want to spend time with my friends. This, this child can't hold me. And you leave your child for some months somewhere. And by the time you come back for that child, that child is not the same child you left. Something mm. has changed. And sadly, in most cases, that thing that has changed stays with the child for a long time. Depending on your child's IQ, on their personality, some stay till a lifetime. It never goes for some. So that, that's also a huge mistake. Not just single moms, but most moms make. They leave their children longer than necessary with family, with friends, and most times, people who molest these children, in most cases, are usually those very close to us. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah, that part I left out because the story is very long and mm -hmm. it, it's not a day story. So that, that's it for that part then. Thank you so much, Precious. It took a lot for Precious to uh, share a story, all our stories, story with us. So I don't want to take our time anymore. We've gotten a lot of things, so I don't want to go over them at all. Please, just like uh, Precious said, make sure you show your daughter so much love, your son so much love. If you have um, a, 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 a child, you can't do it alone. You can't raise a child like alone, just like Mrs. Kufo said. You need a support system. And that's why I would say this. If you would like us to still have something like this, because I've gone around, I've asked about two to three uh, parents, single fathers. We are still going to have one for single fathers. Single fathers and single mothers, you have a support system whereby you can share your story, tell your struggles, go for support anytime you want and all that. Because I noticed that you can't do it alone, just like she said. They need, especially... I can't even say Charlie Mills. They need a, a, a mentor figure. They need a figure. They need someone to, to put in so much values in them. There are some things they can't, they can't share with you. Recently, I was watching something and a child was being bullied. A guy was being bullied at, at school. A lot of stories, a lot of stories. So I would say that you need a support system. And if you still want us to have this meeting again, you can chat me up. And I recorded this uh, meeting. It's power packed. God has been faithful. I didn't believe it was going to. I even thought that people would not show up. <laughs> that maybe we'll just be two or three here. And thankfully, we had about 14 people. Some of them have left. Some came back because of network. This meeting is recorded. If you want it, 
you can send me a message on WhatsApp. I'll type my number here for those that don't have it. Just send me a message so that I can give it to you to watch over and over again. And for those that were not able to stay because of network, you can go over it again and take out the wisdom from all the things that everyone has said, even from everybody that shared their story, from Mommy Karuwa, from Mrs. Joy, and from Precious. All right. Thank you, Ms. Osas. She said it's been awesome year. Okay, so I have just two more assignments and uh, I said assignment. <laughs> two more announcements and then we call it a day. Okay, I said if you want us to hold this event, if you want us to have um, this again, this meetup again, please do let me know so that we can find a way to reach out to everybody. And then um, what other thing? If you need any form of support, whatever it is, mental, financial, any kind of support, please do not hesitate to talk to us. Do not hesitate to chat me up and we would find our way, we'll find a way to get it across. And finally, on the final note, please don't stop praying for your children. Please keep praying for them. Um, prayer goes a long way. A mother's prayers goes a long way. Please put them in prayers all the time. Don't just pray for them generalizing things. Write down their names. If you have to have a war room, paste it in your room and be praying for them every day. There is nothing like leading your, your child and letting your child know God. You heard what Precious said. She asked something she believed in, God. And he is the one that makes the difference. Thank you, everyone. The meeting did so much healing and gave answers to many questions. Thank you, Grace, for that. Thank you, Rihanna. Thank you, Toby, for Can I say something? Okay, yes, Ma. Please go ahead, Ma. Sorry, I, I had my hand raised. Sorry. I just wanted to say something about what um, Precious said about um, um, who we leave our children with. Yes, Ma. We can't, I can't stress that enough. You know, I work with children as well, so I see it as well. Um, don't just leave your child with just anybody. Mm -hmm. Make sure that in that environment you're leaving your child, there is somebody who is going to be your eyes, even when you're not there. Yes, ma'am. Wherever you are, always know where your child is. You can't be in a home or a house with your child. <coughs> Excuse me, and then you don't hear anything for one hour, and you don't ask what is that child up to or whatever. We're living in very, very dangerous times. <coughs> Even young children now, young children now are exposed to so much. So even young children themselves can be abusers yes. because of what they have been exposed to. So don't leave your child somewhere and don't look back. Always make sure you know where your child is. <coughs> People used to say to me that um, I'm paranoid. And I tell them, I, I'm, it's all right, I agree. I agree I'm paranoid. <laughs> but I want to know where my child is and yeah. who my child is with and who is... Do you understand? So please, let's not be slack in that. Always know where your child is. And have a relationship with your child so your child can be open. Exactly. Yes, ma'am. And be able to discuss with you. I say to people, I'm unshockable. Mm. So when they come and they say things to me, sometimes they say things that shock me. But I keep a straight face. Because immediately you show shock, they won't continue the story. And when they tell you things, please listen to them. Don't shut them up and say, you have started again with 
your uh, nonsense you are you're talking about. Question what they say and listen to what they say and act on it. Mm-hmm. You heard what you heard what Precious said and act on it. Sometimes children don't have the language to explain to you. Mm-hmm. But if you pay attention, you can figure out. But yes. don't put words in their mouth. Don't hello. If your child tells you something, somebody has interfered with them or anything like that, don't be too shy or afraid to confront or deal with that because it affects your child if you don't do anything about it. Then it erodes your child's confidence in you and God will help all of us. But know where your child is and know who is looking after your child. Amen. Thank you so much, Ma. So, Miss Grace, please round up for us. Please round up with, with the closing prayer. Miss Grace, can you hear me? Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, Mommy. Thank you so much. We can't thank you enough. Thank you, Precious. Thank you, Toby. Thank you, Osas, Rihanna, to everyone for staying till now. So, Okay, I guess Miss Grace can hear me. Somebody should just close um, the meeting for us with a prayer, please. Rihanna? Yes, I'm here. Okay, okay. All right, ma'am, over to you. Thank you for your... Thank you, everyone, for your wonderful participation. I'm really grateful and I pray God we answer all our secret prayers in Jesus' name. Mommy Kofo, we are very grateful. We thank you for everything. May God bless you and more anointing in Jesus' name. And also, Mrs. Precious, thank you very much. So, Mommy, thanks for the privilege. Thanks for creating this platform for everyone to meet and at least this would have done so much people who have questions inside of them that they can't even ask anyone or say out to people and also it has done we don't know physically but inside of us we know that something is being so most of the questions that we can ask they've been answered and we give glory to God for the of this meeting and I would like to close on this note Never give up. Be focused. Never give up. Be focused. You have to happen the way it happened. And I believe that there's much better thing that's going to happen to you. Uh, glorious week ahead. I have only Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name in heaven. We give you the glory. We give you the glory and adoration. Your name be exalted in heaven in the name of Jesus. 
for because you're going to heal every other pain part. You're going to touch and create the man that you're going to have for us in our own reach. Father, so bless you because you're going to answer our prayer. We appreciate you. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Good night, ladies. Thank you so much. Amen. And thank you so much, everyone. Yeah, good night. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. So thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, too.